Listener-supported KFUO invites you to listen live to our annual share It's your opportunity to show your support to KFUO. If you can't join us live, please prayerfully consider supporting us by calling 314-996-1518 and asking about our giving levels. You can also click the Give Now button on our webpage. Share 2017, April 20th, 21st, and 22nd. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. What is wrong with you? Dear? Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. I'm your host, the Chancellor. And I am a motivational speaker. Pastor. Yeah, baby. Marcus. We are back in the Student Union for another week with Pastor John Wagoner, all the way from the University of Northern Iowa. How are you doing today, John? Great. Great to be back. It is fantastic to have you, or as I often say, fantabulous. It's not a, it's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's why I like to say it. Because uh, anyways, um, great to have you back. We have been in the middle of a discussion about the role of polemics on campus. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But real quick, uh, just as a refresher, since not everybody uh, heard the show last week, if you go back to kfuo.org and look for the Student Union, you can find last week's show. It'd be great to listen to. But real quick, where uh, where is the University of Northern Iowa? Tell us a little bit about your campus ministry context. Okay, so... Uh... The University of Northern Iowa is in Northern Iowa. <laughs> no. Near Bald, Iowa. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so there we are. And um, uh, the University of Northern Iowa, the Panthers, and, and uh, great school, about 12,000, 13,000. So, so not huge, but, but it's a good-sized campus and nice, beautiful campus. I went to school there. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Uh, yep. And uh, so College Hill Lutheran Church, and you are, what, a couple blocks away from the campus, something like that? Just one block, just one block off the campus. Okay. Well, I've had a chance to be there. The first time I was ever there, I think it was, was this a year ago? Um, was this last fall? Whenever, when do you, I guess it was last fall. You guys have your an annual um, kickball context with the University right. of Iowa. Yeah, that was, recall, the, that was in the spring if last I, year. Yeah. Is that in the spring? So it has been about a yep. year. So is that coming up yet? You got it. It's coming up right here in April. We're April 8th. It's the big kickball, the President's Cup kickball game. Us against Iowa City. The, they call themselves the Chapelites. That's where Max Mon serves as pastor. And uh, we, you know. Yeah, we, he probably thinks actually, he gets a special dispensation since he's the first vice president of the district that you have to be nice oh, to him. Oh, man. Yeah, ever since he got that, I tell you what, I've not, I've not heard the end of it. 
So, but and I'll, it, actually, I'm going to see him soon here. So I, I look forward to talking. But what? How did this start? I mean, this I I for our listeners, I had a chance to go and witness this, and they asked me to help. I was the home plate umpire. And I got to say, at first, I was like, yeah, I'd love to be the umpire. What's the big deal? But this this is intense. This is serious yeah, business. I, yeah. Not- when I heard that you were coming, I felt sorry for you because uh, the the umpire for this game, you know, always is under a lot of pressure to make the right calls. If you miss a call, you're doomed. Well, and, you know, and the thing is, I always have a heart for the little guy. You know, and I have this anti-Big Ten thing. So I'm always pulling for the <laughs> mid-major, and they knew it. And then I came to visit your guy, you guys the night before, and I, ha- I went to, to Iowa City after the contest. And so they hadn't seen me yet. And so it's like, oh, Zill went there to, to College Hill the night before. Uh, Zill is a mid-major guy from his time at the University of Wyoming. Well, you know what? It's right. But I still called a pretty that's, fair game. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You did a you you did great. I was uh, very impressed. Fair, even keeled. And it's especially true nice. because, if I recall, you guys won. Well, of course, yeah. So and, we're, and we've got we've got the president's cup sitting right here. What uh, is this in, president's in cup? And nobody else knows what what does that mean. Well, it's uh, we, have you ever seen those old Lutheran mugs? Okay. It's, got, it's got a picture of Luther on there. And, sure. and anyway, our president, at the time, it was President Gary Arp. He was the president of the Iowa District East. Okay. And so, so this is all, this is all you know, um, Pastor Mons's idea. So he got this, this cup from the president of Iowa District East, and he mounted it on this little wooden slab, and that has been our trophy. And so every, you know, if we win it, then we get to put a little engraving on there that says we won it in 2015 or, you know, whatever year that we won it. So we have, you know, all the, we have our side on the right, of course, on the right. And then I was sitting on the left and, and, and who's uh, won the, more? what's the, what's the series record here? Well, last year was the, you know, we were, it was, I can't remember what it was, but we were tied and we pulled it off. We won. So we're ahead wow. by one. Well, it's like it's, we started it pretty quick, like 2008, maybe. So it's been going on, you know. And for those of you out there in campus ministry land looking for things to do with other groups, this this is great fun. Uh, they do this thing. You do it out at Camp Iota your district's kind of camp, and it's kind of in between the two schools, more or less. And we used to do a thing, uh, kind of a paintball thing an outdoor paintball thing out at the University of Wyoming with the University of Wyoming and the University of Colorado. Um, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this is, this is great fun. You, you just got to love it. So, but uh, anyways, um, so, but the big question is, you know, so you guys are the little guy. You got two really, really solid big campus ministries in Iowa. You got University of Iowa and Iowa City, and then you got, you got Iowa State over in Ames, uh, there's yeah. a lot of other smaller schools, but uh, why why should someone go to your school over theirs? So I'll I'll tell you why because <laughs> Pastor Mons in Iowa City and Pastor Heilman in Ames both have sent their their very own dear children to you and I to this campus ministry. That's why. Oh, and you they, have one of trust, each right now. Yes, one of each. Yeah, and in fact, so, aren't they uh, dating? 
they are. They are. So, <laughs> so you are not only, they not only don't trust their own kids with themselves or each other, but they trust them with you. And at your campus ministry, they have more or less been match made. They, yep. They, it's, wow. Everything's worked out perfectly. Wow. There's a lot that could be said there. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I, I can't wait to have Mons on again because he's going to want to be, Zill, I went on. <laughs> it's time for a rebuttal. I'm sure. He will. He will want to have his rebuttal. Jeez. But, uh, you know, because oh, his I'm whole scared. family <laughs> plays, uh, plays uh, brass instruments. And so I introduced him with Play That Funky Music, White Boy, which if that if anybody knows uh, uh, Pastor Max Mons, it fits him perfectly. But this is absolutely nothing to do with polemics, but it's an awful lot of fun. Not that polemics right. can't be fun, but in general, let's dive into this real quick. What In a couple of minutes, or let, what, what is polemics? What isn't it? Just to kind of reboot what we talked about last time. Yeah, last week we were looking at polemics and just just the uh, you know the understanding that polemics is is uh, a word that comes from the Greek. It means war or battle, and it, it primarily you know falls into the realm of Christians discussing theology with other Christians. And and for on our part, it would be like a pastor um, teaching his people um, what what was false. You know, like this is false theology. This is false doctrine. And you know, the example that I gave last week was that. That um, when when I teach baptism, I'll, I'll teach my students. Well, what does Scripture say about baptism? And and this is what we believe. We believe that infants should be baptized. That baptism saves you, and and that the Holy Spirit is given there, and faith is too. And anyway, so so I teach them what what baptism does and, and what Scripture says about it. But that then the polemic comes in when I begin to say, well, this is what you know. This is stuff that we hear outside of this space that's false and wrong and so you should stay away from it and so in that way as a pastor i'm being polemical i'm I'm showing um my people that i'm teaching what is wrong or what's false okay no and it's very important i I think it's very helpful for our young people to be able to not only know what they believe but also to know what they don't believe and sometimes when you spend time focusing on what others believe to know how it is different than what you believe. It actually helps firm you up with what you believe all the more. So this is a, a but what are the, so, so questions come up on campus as we, um, you know, there's, we enter, we move around and have our being in our campus ministries with a variety of other campus ministries and college students and Christian groups and interdenominational groups and denominational groups. But what, like in general, what are some of the biggies that tend to come up, the questions that, that our young people have, our students have, or that seem to show up on on a campus in terms of uh, that require us to maybe think through um, some of these polemics? What are some of the questions that come up that need to be discussed on campus? Well, I, I, I have kind of like a top 10 list, not, no one, not in any particular order, but, but uh, so one of the things I've come across, of course, is non-denominationalism. Uh, basically saying that doctrine does not matter. And, and uh, we talked about that last week with, with regard to how, how our students are sucked into the Bible studies of these other groups because they claim to be non-denominational. And so, so of course, Lutherans can attend this non-denominational Bible study. We're open to everybody. This doctrine doesn't and matter, so, right? The doctrine does not matter, um, or at least you don't need to have that much doctrine. You know, you know or, there's a real simple divine. answer to that. Doctrine... 
you know, people don't like the word doctrine for the same reason maybe they don't like the word polemic. It sounds harsh. It sounds, right. oh, you're being doctrinaire, you're being polemical. Doesn't doctrine matter? Because we're talking about Jesus' own words. Yeah, we don't, want, we don't want to misrepresent what Jesus said. How could that not be anything but loving to want to get right? Yeah, and, it, and so it does matter. You know, Jesus' teaching in Scripture to us does matter. It's, it's the most important thing. So getting, so over, non-denominational, so getting over this whole non-denomination, ah, doctrine doesn't matter. What are some others? Okay, this one's a big one. It's the one I struggled with, uh, you know, as far as having students come to me early on. It's decision theology. You need to accept Jesus into your heart. Uh, that has been a consistent thing on campus that our students have run into so how, uh, from how other Christians. We, how are we saved? So, well, right. Yeah. Is it is it an act of your will? Is it something that you do? Or is it something that Christ has done for you? It's a major distinction. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. So... So our students have been you know, have have been uh, attacked by that. You know, you need to accept. Oh, you're you're a Lutheran. Well, you you still need to accept Jesus into your heart. How do you know? And and so instead of driving them back to their baptism or what Christ has done for them, they they direct our students back to uh, to what they can do themselves. So uh, that's decision theology. Tolerance is huge today. Oh, the supreme um, you know, virtue on campus, yikes. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, in, in fact, that last week we were talking about the Campus Ministry Association. Uh, that just changed this year. We are now the SLA, S-L-A. Uh, we are the, um, well, what does it stand for? The, the Student uh, Leaders Association or something like that. Uh, it's totally different. Um, and, and so they changed it because they didn't want to, to leave out the Muslims or, or any other, maybe the Jews or anything like that, because it, the campus ministry would suggest Christians, and, and they didn't want to be exclusive. So, sure. um, yeah. But Which um, this one really there is there yeah. is a place for a, a group on campus to um, to kind of uh, you know represent all of the various religious groups and their interests on which, campus, right? Yeah, and that's which is great. But yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the do not judge um, aspect comes up a lot. You know, if, if we are acting polemically, then then uh, we will hear that statement back to us and say, well, well and you know, don't if judge. you believe that doctrine matters, I mean, then you shouldn't be. If you, if you, I mean, the doctrine doesn't mattering and, and not judging people um, really kind of goes hand in hand, because right. as, as soon right. as you say that somebody's wrong, you're judging. You're saying that doctrine matters. Um, yeah. Anyways, so uh, what are some this other... This one was... Uh, well, this next one is huge for me because when I was a student here, um, I had one of my, my old classmates in high school come up to me and say, hey, hey John, you should come to church with me. It's fun. And so, so I oh. call this one playing at worship. When when uh, church is not, is not reverent, you're not going there to hear God's word and to receive the gifts that God gives or delivers there. Rather, you're, um, you're going there to have fun or to be entertained. And that, that's what this young lady, one of my classmates from high school, she was, she, my twin brother and I were walking one day and she said, hey, hey, Jim and John, you should come to church with me. Our, our, our church is fun and, and it's exciting. And, and it just didn't vibe with me because when I'm used to, I've been losing my whole life and I don't think of church as fun and exciting and it just didn't go together. So. But of course that, you know, and people, when, as soon as you say that, People often think, well, you guys don't like to have fun. We just sat here and spent three minutes talking about, 
how you guys are trash talking the other campus ministries and playing a a, a serious uh, kickball tournament and having fun. We have as much fun as everybody. We just don't happen to think oh, that that's the yeah. primary thing that we're supposed to be about, right? Yeah, well, you know, there's that the distinction we've been making lately where we say we worship when we worship, we play when we play, and we work when we work. And we keep we don't we don't play at our worship, we don't work at our play, and we don't. Uh, what was the other one? Um, well, the bottom line is we got to keep worship yeah. worship work meaning studying and playing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm separate. You know, we don't go to church. Keep them separate. Yeah, we don't go to church in tor- in terms of you know. The idea of going to right. church in order to have fun um, yeah, kind of goes against the whole purpose for which church exists. Fun is kind of a byproduct of what happens when Christians get together and just enjoy each other's company. And it's what, what you do uh, yep. as the family of God. You, you uh, worship together, you strengthen your faith, you grow in God's word, and you necessarily want to have fun with each other. Right, right. So, yeah. got a few minutes here yet, but what other kind of things tend to come up a lot? Uh, the well, the office of the ministry is under attack. So I just put no office of the ministry, uh, and, and this idea of your pastor is your life coach. Oh. So instead of instead of your pastor uh, being the person who who delivers the gifts, who who um, you know says things like "In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you," or the pastor who administers the gifts in the word and sacrament. Uh, that's not the, what, what they're looking for. They're looking for a pastor who's going to tell them how to live their lives. And so that's, that's why I say your pastor is your life coach. And it seems like that's what they're looking for sure. uh, in, on campus. So I run into that a lot. And uh, biblical interpretation, higher criticism, this comes from the professors. And they say things like that the Bible contradicts itself. That's a huge one uh, among Christians, by the way. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so we could talk. I mean, there's a lot of other things. I'm sure open communion comes up. Things. I mean, questions of universalism and all these types of things that we could go right. on and on. So yep. there's plenty of opportunities yeah. here. But we just got about uh, seven, eight minutes left here. I want to talk briefly about how how do we engage in this? So we know what the issues are. You know, how do we go about this? Is there examples, some do's and don'ts of how you go about the polemical task? Right. Yeah. So, so we don't want to do things that, that would drive people away and, and, uh, you know, basically go into an attack mode where we're not concerned about the person at all. It's, it's kind of like these, I don't know if you have these out at your place or if you experienced this when you were in campus ministry, but, but sometimes we'll have people on campus who, who find a space where they can, they can just stand there and basically, um, you know, call down curses on our students as they're walking by their, they're saying you're going to go to hell. You need to repent, and uh, and then they have all these lists of vices, and and uh, there's no gospel at all. And so, uh, you know, like our students have have told me about. I have not witnessed it myself, but but they'll come back and say, "Hey, pastor, uh, there's a man on campus, and he's just you know it's just all law. He's hammering these students. Uh, so that that'd be one way. And I I have to throw myself in the mix here because. Um, I've been terrible at this. One time I had a, a man come into my office and I already knew that he was, you know, of a different opinion. So I just, I just attacked him. You know, I said, um, well, this is what you believe and I don't believe it. And, and, uh, you know, when we were done with the conversation, 
I, I, I didn't do anything good. You know, it was one of those things where he left, uh, and, and I, you know, sat there and I was thinking, boy, I didn't, I didn't get anything out of this conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So even I, I learned from my mistake there that I need to be, uh, um, you know, a little smarter in the way that I'm dealing with people and, and to find a common ground to work on, uh, and then, uh, to try to win their soul rather than just trying to win the argument. And this is especially important with, uh, you know, whenever these guys are on campus, I've seen them plenty of times, as you said, that they're just yelling stuff. And uh, and you have the Westboro Baptist types with the die fags, die signs. And, you know, and they, whenever people do this, it puts even more pressure on us because people will assume that, that all Christians are that way. And so we have to be very careful in terms of how we go about it. But the one thing we can't do is is fail to speak the truth in love. Um, right. And uh, no, but uh, so uh, so it's really important to to make sure that we are, you know, winning souls versus winning arguments, as you say. I mean, that's just a great reminder. I know uh, uh, where I went, where I was a campus pastor, the Mormons were very, very, very active. And we were literally right next door to them. Um, and so we were constantly kind of running into this. And it's really easy uh, in the polemical, uh, well, you could argue it's not polemical because they don't really have a Christian basis for their beliefs. Um, but it's really easy to just want to get into an argument and you go, right, to Joseph Smith was this. And, and you, know, all the, you, start re- you don't want to really be a... You don't want to understand what others believe for the sake of just regurgitating it, but isn't it more so to be able to understand, you know, the starting point from where they're coming so that you can know how to apply the truth that you right. have? I think that's a, that's a great point. We we always want to start out in a point of agreement. I, do you remember Kurt War, uh, Marquardt? Oh, absolutely. He, he was this, fam- oh man, remarkable professor at, at Fort Wayne. And he, he told our classes, he said, uh, you want to, you want to, um, be winsome. You want to win your person over, you know, that you're in discussion with. And, and so it's really good to start on something you agree with, you know, fi- find a common ground. And so what, what do we, so as Christians gathering you know, with other Christians, we want to have a common ground. We're, we're both on the side of, of, you know, stopping abortion, you know, or, or whatever. Um, we, we're both on the side of scripture. We believe Jesus Christ is our savior. And so good starting points are things like that, where we agree. And then, then finding the differences uh, and, and then, well, why do you believe then? Try to understand why, where they're coming from. Uh, and then, then you can tell why you believe what you believe. And, and oftentimes that, that really is a helpful way of, of leading them over to the truth. And it's probably helpful to add to that. It's all great. It's probably helpful to understand that you don't have to get defensive the very first time you actually get to discuss anything with someone. I know uh, I've done a lot of work uh, interacting with Veritas groups on campus putting on events or uh, uh, lectures and debates or um, students for life groups. You know, if you have a chance to kind of be in some places where you can get to know some other Christians, uh, well, the fact I, that you have yeah. a chance to kind of lay a, lay a groundwork so that you can say, hey, these are some things that we do agree on so that when they are interested in talking, it's not just about being negative. Sometimes you have positive opportunities to explain to people why you're involved in the things that they care deeply about, too. Yeah, we haven't had any really, you know, good opportunities other than we have this thing called Darwin Week where we 
the Christians work together uh, in, in response to you know attacks on Christianity. So so in that way, we're acting ap- sure. apologetically, defending the faith. But but um, but then there's other opportunities. Just getting you know whenever we sit down together, we we end up talking about theology. We just had a a, a soup and sandwich luncheon for our staff and faculty at the University of Northern Iowa, and it was put on by our group on campus and. And uh, just sitting around the table with food, we, we got into some good discussions there, and it was all lighthearted and, and uh, enjoyable because we were we we did discuss differences, but we we were able to discuss those differences, uh, understanding that you know where we were coming from, and and uh, had really good discussions from that point. So it was good. So you've mentioned this uh, the Lutheran Witness. That's a good resource. What are what are a few other good resources for this type of uh, this type of doing theology on campus? Okay, well, I would say that the no, the number one most important thing for every college student is to be in divine service every Sunday. Your your pastors are are actually called uh, in their vows. They are they are supposed to do this. Um, they they are supposed to point out false teachers, false doctrine. So, so the number one thing is to be gathered around with the faithful around word and sacrament in divine service every Sunday. So, if you're a college student. And, uh, you know, if that's not a priority, that's priority number one, get to church on Sundays and gather with those who, uh, who believe the same things that you do. But um, so, so your pastor really is, is a huge resource. Um, the, the Apostle Paul says, the overseer must hold firmly to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. So your pastors are actually... A call to teach the word of God in its truth and purity, and to warn their hearers of false doctrine. That, that's a huge reason. Your pastor is your resource. I hate to yeah. say it, but we're going to have to end on that note. Maybe what we'll do, we'll have to put kind of together a list of uh, potential resources and maybe uh, promote it online a little bit. But we're going to have to call okay. it good there. But thank you, uh, thank you, John, for being a, such a tremendous campus pastor and for sharing us what you've learned about this topic of polemics on campus. Thanks for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Why can't we all just get along? Well, that's all we have time for here today on the Student Union. Thanks, Pastor Wegener. Great to have you with us, college students. College is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.